there and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Clarity Podcast. This podcast is all about providing clarity, insight, and encouragement for life and mission. And my name is Aaron Sandemeyer, and I'm going to be your host. Today we have the phenomenal opportunity to have Dick Foth back with us on the podcast. And today he's invited a friend, Josh Richardson. And um, just a great conversation between both of them. Dick just brings a, uh, a richness and a depth to conversation. And Josh, his zeal and love and passion um, is palpable. And so many of you might know Josh is family, the Richardsons. They were founders of Otterbox and LifeProof. Many of you that have an iPhone that you want to protect or a phone that you want to protect might be using one of their uh, one of their um, products. And I, I know there's something that I use uh, regularly. Um, but also Josh and his brother JC founded Angel Armor um, recently and uh, in the last few years. It, said it began in 2013. And that is basically providing equipment for first responders and law enforcement to keep them safe and to protect them um, in the line of duty. And so it's high quality. It's really cool. And you can check it out on their other website, angelarmor.com. But today we um, discuss um, plusnothing.com, plusnothing.com. And Josh will share about his travels when he lived in the Middle East and how someone had given him a copy of A Harmony of the Gospels and how that was so valuable to him. And um, came back to the United States and was here and um, he'll just share the story. But right now what Josh is doing is Josh is printing Harmonies of the Gospel and uh, The Life of Jesus Christ in a nice leather-bound, thin line um, that you can give away. He's bringing them around the world free of charge. And so for missionaries that have a desire that you're in an English-speaking country and you want to have a a nice gift to give someone as you present the gospel, this is a phenomenal opportunity um, with Josh. And Josh will share his passion, he'll share his story, he'll he'll share how how God um, led and guided him and spoke to him about doing this and impressed on him to to begin this project and to begin pick up the baton and then his vision. He that entrepreneurial DNA that is in his family comes out as he is in this um, printing these harmonies of the gospel and just a phenomenal time with Josh. And um, I'll put the link to the website um, that he mentions um, in the show notes if you'd want to order books and uh, order the gospels and to, to give them out. And uh, just such a blessing, free of charge, which is which is amazing. Do want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, which would be um, Appalachian Spring Dermatology, bringing new life to your skin. Learn more about the medical, cosmetic, and skin cancer screenings and treatments at Appalachian Spring Dermatology and sign up for Dr. Rosenberger's blog at wvderm.com. Well, there's no time better than now to get started. So here we go. So excited to be here again today with our friend Dick Foth and our new friend Josh Richardson. And um, Dick, we're so excited to have you with us. And um, I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, we'll go from there. Great. Well, I just had my second vaccine shot. And so I'll try not to let my voice quiver and we'll just see see how it goes. And and you can't get this unless you're very old. And so I, I brought... <laughs> Or, or a frontline worker, and I'm not one of those. So, uh, but I brought other friends to meet you before, and and they tend to be old like me. But I went out and found a young one. So Josh <laughs> is my young friend who's in his 30s. So good morning, Josh. Good morning, gentlemen. Honored to be here. So I want our friends around the world to to uh, get to know you a little bit. So. Uh, Josh, tell me where you were born and brought up. That's my standard question. 
I love it. So I was born and raised in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's about an hour north of Denver and um, raised there. I spent some time over in um, Asia, lived in Hong Kong for three and a half years. And then I actually moved uh, back to Fort Collins where I now have a wife and little baby girl that is eight months old. So I'm very Congratulations. thankful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and, and I'm excited. I, I live not far from Josh and the little baby's name is Gwyneth but they call her Gwenny, which is my mom's name. So wow. I'm all over that. Yeah. So it's good. So, so Josh, tell me, tell us a bit about your faith journey from being a kid and growing up here in Colorado and so forth. Just yeah, you bet. So um, actually when I was in junior high, I was, um, I was actually saved. I accepted the Lord into my heart at a promise keepers event here in Denver. Um, and it was a really obviously a very special time and moment for me and my journey with the Lord. Um, and then kind of moving fast forward and going into junior high and high school, I had some certain things happen to me where I ended up really turning from the Lord and, um, really uh, honestly through from that time into my time in Asia, you know, I really went into some deep, dark, um, times and spaces, um, that were really, really difficult for me. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, the fact is I just turned from the Lord and, and, um, did not have him at the center of my life was not following him was not, um, studying his word. And it was a, it was a very difficult time in my life. Um, and how, right old before, you, how old were you when you did when that I season? Moved, yeah. I moved to Asia on my 26th birthday. So it was right around that you, time. And you settled in Hong Kong. Yes, sir. Yep. Settled in and, Hong Kong. And, and you're single at that time. And, yes, sir. Yep. And you're traveling through how many Asian nations trying to promote, well, not trying, setting up your family business, which is protective. Well, these folks would know what it was, I guess. Would Tell us about that. Okay, so um, we set up uh, our family businesses, Otterbox and LifeProof. So we do the cell phone cases, um, which my dad started in our garage when we when I was growing up. And um, so we got Otterbox and LifeProof up and going in 14 countries throughout Asia, Southeast Asia, India, Australia. So I was just every week I would go, you know, do a loop throughout China. And then I the next week I'd go Japan, South Korea, uh, Singapore, and then I do Philippines, Malaysia, um, you know, and then I jump down to India, and then I jump down to Australia, and I do the loop through Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, Brisbane, and then I'd head back for a week, you know, so there's lots and lots of travel, um, well, lots of good food. <laughs> but, yes. well, how, how come you got to go to Australia? I've never gone to Australia, and I'm old. <laughs> great country, great country. So, so you're 26, 27, 28, and you're jetting around doing all these things, living the high life, and yeah. uh, and you're wandering. You're not, <clears throat> you aren't following Jesus. You're yeah. following whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And yeah, I was just, and for me, it was the, I was really chasing the worldly things, sure. you know, material things. Um, I was involved in, you know, partying and, and just, it, it just wasn't oh. really, it, what's interesting is going down that path of chasing material things, being involved in worldly things. It just was not bearing fruit in my life. 
And because mm-hmm. I had accepted the Lord, I believe, because I had accepted the Lord when I was younger, throughout that time, the Holy Spirit continued to pursue me. Um, and right before I went to Asia, um, Dick, you took me to the National Prayer Breakfast. And I had actually, you know, you took me to meet Doug Coe. Um, and Doug Coe had handed me a little book that was a gospel harmony. And that... Um, really impacted me. And I had that with me and carried that with me everywhere I went in Asia. Um, And that book continued, the Holy Spirit kept pinging me through that book. And I'd go, Oh, you know what, I need to go back and I'd read a little bit of that, read a little bit of the gospel. And then, you know, unfortunately, and I hate even saying this, but, you know, I kept turning from the Lord and turning from the Lord, but, but I kept being pinged um, by that book. um, And it was the Holy Spirit just pursuing me. So let me let me just put a parenthesis here for for the listeners to say who Doug Coe is. They might not know that name. Doug's gone on to be with Jesus, and but um, he has roots in Oregon. His father was a superintendent of schools in Medford, Oregon, and he got involved with a whole bunch of what we would call parachurch groups. So Young Life, and Navigators, and uh, Crew now, and all of that, and. Uh, he had the largest Young Life group in the United States back in the 50s in Salem, Oregon. And Salem wasn't that big. I think he had 300 kids. So so he had this gift for what we would call discipling. And he was uh, uh, just uh, that kind of person. And you know this, Josh, because you met, you know, you walk into a room. Sometimes there's a guy that you meet and in 15 minutes. You think you've known him forever. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, so you really... You really hope they're following Jesus. Otherwise, they'll steal your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) One of those guys. And so Doug Doug then became invested with a fellow named Abram Verady in what we now know as the National Prayer Breakfast. And they just had the 69th annual prayer breakfast virtually because of COVID lockdown uh, last week here or in in Washington, D.C. So pardon pardon that parenthesis parenthetical thing but but the holy spirit is still pinging you as you travel around asia yep yeah and it was it got to a point in asia where i was just um not having any fruit in my life i was tired worn out um and i said you know what i need you know frankly i i left asia because i would have lost my soul or lost my life and so Mm -hmm. when i moved back i made the decision you know i i need to turn and face the Lord. I need to get on my knees and repent and really rededicate my life to, to our Lord Jesus and, and continue to and move in his direction, you know, uh, really dedicate my time resources, my life to, to him and really get back on the path. And, um, that was obviously a huge turning point, um, in my life, big, big deal. So, Josh, you talked about, you know, your, your jet setting around Asia and uh, the different places, but you, you remarked that you had the book that he Doug gave you with all the things you could have took with you. What do you think you shared? The Holy spirit was paying you, but you kept taking that book. Is there more to that story? I mean, what's, it was weird. I always felt like I knew, even though I had, I was turning from the Lord, I knew that 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 his word was sacred. I knew that his, that that was my lifeline. Right. So even though I was turning from him and, and not 
following in his ways. I always kept it with me because it was like, it was like my, I never want to let go of that lifeline, you know? So I always kept it with me everywhere I go. And I knew the power of it and I knew the, um, the redemptiveness of it, but I never choose, I never did choose to accept it at that time, but I wanted to keep it with me. Yeah. Right. Your security book. Yeah, exactly. Security blank. By safety net. <laughs> so, and I've always had a, a deep love for the word, you know, even, even when, the, and that's a big piece of it that we just talked about, but even in my whole journey, you know, I've just really revered the word and love the word. And even now to this day, like I collect old ancient Bibles hmm. and, um, you know, even some in different languages that I don't even read, you know, that I can't read, you know, but I, there's just something about his word, yeah, you know, that's just sacred and, and really special. And so that's why, you know, when we begin to, when we begin to talk about, you know, the life and teachings of Jesus project uh, through plus nothing, it was, it's, it's just interesting how the Lord works, you know, in, in cool ways, you know, Amazing. so, yeah. So I, so I, I tell Josh, you know, that, that he's this super salesman, uh, you know, he's one of those, one of those guys. Right. <laughs> but, but last year, I guess it was last year. Maybe, maybe it was a little, maybe a year ago, last summer would have been yeah, the summer year and a half. of 2019. Yep. A friend of ours came up from Denver. Who's a friend of Josh's. And, uh, there had been a, there had been a Netflix special. Uh, on some work in D.C., and they had taken a good thing and turned it about 12 degrees to the left. You, you don't have to turn something very far to mm. make it seem like it's bad. Wow. And they, they had done that, but they kept talking about this book. And my young friend who was here, Josh's friend, uh, said, where do I get that book? Josh, you and Josh and I haven't rehearsed this. We, we have talked <laughs> about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean so we were just all sitting around together talking about um, just life. And, and um, my friend said to Dick, he said, Hey, you know, that, that book that Doug gave to everybody. And so many people had received that, that gospel harmony, that book that Doug gave me that I kept with me all throughout my journey in Hong Kong. And um, my friend knew how important it was to me. He knew how important it was in his life and so many of our other friends and network, how, how important that book was and what, what that book played um, in our journey, you know, how special it was in our journey, just to have a quick reference to the gospel. It was really a special thing. And so, and, and it's an amazing outreach tool is really what it is. And so he said, Hey, do you have any more? He, he asked Dick, Hey, do you have any more of those books that Doug gave everybody? Um, and Dick said, you know, after when Doug went home to be with Jesus you know, he was the one who was printing them. So they're actually no longer available. You know, nobody's printing them. Hmm. And um, I have never in my life had a feeling um, like that, that moment um, in my bones and in my gut. I knew it was the Holy Spirit um, telling me that this was what I was supposed to do, was to hmm. print and distribute these books. And it was the craziest thing. I, uh, again, I've never had anything like that happen in, in my life. Um, and I have no idea how to print books. Um, you know, we have other businesses, we're entrepreneurs, but we've never done anything in the realm of books. And so, um, I just said, yes, okay, let's do it. 
um, the next few nights. I had some crazy dreams about, about the book, um, about distributing them. And just over time, this vision kind of ballooned into what it is today. Um, and obviously that's a hundred percent spirit led, um, you know, really guided by prayer and wisdom from, um, gentlemen like Dick and, and many other gentlemen who've really poured into my heart, this project and really guided and steered me along the way. Um, and, you know, it's just turned out to be something that's really special and we're just getting going. So, yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, a lot of the people that are listening into this podcast are you know, overseas workers, missionaries. And as I listen to you share your story, the impact of Doug giving you that book. And sometimes in the world we live in, we're hoping for immediate results. And so I, you give the book, life has changed immediately. But when you share your story, it, it didn't necessarily go that way. Do you have a word of encouragement maybe for some missionaries that are in wherever one of the 105 countries that listen in that maybe today are maybe a little bit discouraged because they're, they're sowing those seeds as Doug did, but maybe they haven't seen the results. Could you have an encouraging word maybe for them? Yeah, I mean, I guess for from, you know, especially in, in this, I've really, I wouldn't say struggled, but I've come to terms with these books. When we hand out these books, just like it happened with me, and we witness to somebody and we're discipling somebody, um, that's our job. And I'm just speaking from my personal experience, right? That's my job um, is to, to sow that seed and to till that ground. And it is in his time that our Lord will harvest, right? So it is not our responsibility to harvest and it's, it's not in our timing. So if we are diligent in doing our part in really coaching, discipling, and being willing to sow the seed of the gospel and the truth, um, we can be confident in him and his perfect plan and his timing that um, the harvest will happen. Yeah. And um, for me, that's, that's and, and when we talk about, you know, the life and teachings of Jesus, truthfully, I, I would love to be a part of that and see the salvation and, and celebrate in that. But, but honestly, and frankly, it's none of my business. Hmm. It is between them and the Lord. It hmm. is their walk. Um, it is their salvation and their rela personal relationship with them and has nothing to do with me. Yeah. So my job and my focus is to be diligent and to be, um, a steward of what I've been given, the gifts I've been given to, to till that ground and to sow that seed and continue to do that, to multiply disciples and to disciple people and to get the good news of the gospel out there as much as we can. And the Lord will harvest in his time. And we can't, um, that that's none of our, that's not, this is just my personal opinion. No, that's no, no, not, and that's why we're, you know, that's, that's, it's, it's his business. Go ahead, Dick. Uh, you know, years years ago in the early 90s when Ruth and I went to Washington, D.C., one of the first conversations that I had with a leader there was with Dr. Richard Halverson, who was then chaplain in the United States Senate. He was Mr. Presbyterian. He had written books. He was chair of the Board of World Vision. He was all these things. And we were talking about this. How do you work with senators? How do you work with these people who are so busy? Da, da, da. And one of his comments was, 
Over these years, Dick, I've come to the conclusion that I am responsible for inputs, not for outcomes. That's great. I think I had spent 20 years, 30 years maybe, trying to be feeling responsible for outcomes. So, so when you try to be the Holy Spirit, it makes your hair fall out. I'm just saying. You know? <laughs> and it was, it was a huge relief and release, I think, of his work in that, in that way. One other thing I'd like to say about this little book, and, and Josh, if you have one there or handy. Yes. Yep. Josh actually has a hundred thousand handy, but, <laughs> but, 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 it, but, but I'd like you in, in just a moment to, to read the little note that you crafted the, at the front of it, just, yeah. just as an intro, but one sort of side note about this, you know, over the years, millions, I'm sure mil tens of millions of gospel portions, i.e. gospel of John, other things, tracks have been passed out around the world in the Himalayas, in Tierra del Fuego, in Argentina, in remote places. The, the difference with this is that it is packaged, if I could put it that way, and, and Josh is about product, and I'd like you just to take a moment and talk about the actual product and why you did it the way you did it, Josh, and then yeah. read that, that little intro piece that you wrote. No, that's, that's okay, Aaron. Okay. Awesome. So um, my heart is for the lost. When somebody looks at somebody and says, that person is unrescuable, right? That, that's who I have so much compassion for. You know why? Because I have been one of those people. And I believe that nobody is beyond rescue from the Lord. Um, and so when I felt called to do this book, um, I wanted to create, we're product guys. I'm a, I'm a business guy. I'm an entrepreneur and we make products. Um, and so how do we create a product, if you will, we'll talk about it from a business product perspective. Um, how do you create a product that can circumvent the walls of somebody who has built walls in their heart towards Jesus or hearing the gospel? How do we make an introduction to who Jesus, Jesus and Nazareth was and is today so that they can really see, taste, touch, and feel who the man of Jesus and Nazareth was and is? Um, so what we did is there's some certain barriers that I had and that I know that people have um, towards that. And um, so we created this book here and you can go on the website at plusnothing.com and see pictures of the book um, and hear a little bit more about it. But it just looks like a high end leather moleskin. Um, it does not have uh, any gold lettering on the front that says the life of Jesus. It doesn't have the little tether on the top of it. You know, it just looks like a high-end notebook, a leather notebook. And the reason that we did that is we want it to be very um, not intimidating for a non-believer or person critical of the faith to pick up and read. And they'd be willing to read it at... Um, around others. You know, sometimes it can be very intimidating to open up a Bible and read it on a train or on a bus or on a plane uh, because you feel like people are looking at you and so on and so forth. So we wanted to make it very easy for somebody to open up and read scripture. Um, another part is, is, you know, this book is a gospel harmony. 
And what that is, is it's selections of the four gospels plus the Pentecost and Acts. Um, and that what they are is they're actually put into chronological order. So if the feeding of the 5,000 is in two separate gospel books, whichever feeding of the 5,000 story is more robust, that story is now selected to be put into the book. So every story in the gospels is included in the book, but it's the selections, right? And then they're put into chronological order. So it really reads like a story, um, which is called a gospel harmony. So um, the reason that we did that that is so impactful, it was impactful in my journey in my life is, you know, a 2000 page Bible can be very intimidating for a new believer or a non-believer to really dive in and study. You know, it was not until later in my journey after I rededicated my life to the Lord, where I really developed a hunger um, to really be able to read and strategize how to dive into the Bible every day and be studying it strategically. You know, it takes time. So this book, this Gospel Harmony, this is very important is not a replacement for the Bible. It is an entry point to learning who the man of Jesus and Nazareth was and is today and really allow that person to fall in love with them. So um, that's that's really the purpose of it. And the introduction um, letter is really special. Dick helped me write this and a lot of friends really fed into this. Um, but it starts off with a letter. And when we began to print these books, the copywriter and everybody was like, why? You, nobody's ever started a book with a letter. And I just felt like, you know, I felt like this is what we should do so that um, our target market, if you will, the non-believer, the new believer really understands the purpose of the book, right? So it starts off, friend, why is this book in your hands? Curiosity, a fluke, fate, I faced the same question a few years back. Maybe your life is great. Perhaps you're worn out from the day-to-day -day struggles of life. Or maybe you feel like I did, lost, broken, and searching endlessly for peace. No matter your situation in life or how you feel, the contents in this little book will bring light and clarity on your journey. Now it's up to you. Read this book or don't. No matter your decision, the ripple effects will reach every aspect of your life for generations to come. Be sure to know this book is all about one of the most controversial and consequential figures of all time, Jesus and Nazareth. You no doubt have your own views of Jesus. I sure had my view of him that included years of assumptions, hearsay, and opinions. Frankly, though, I was just too busy in my life and didn't have time have the time or desire to find out who he really was. Was he a prophet, a rebel, a liar, a miracle worker? Today, many people have reduced him to a curse word, a lucky charm to be dangled from a gold chain or a tattoo. In reading this book, I discovered the real Jesus for myself. In doing so, I unexpectedly stepped out of the darkest days of my journey and found exactly what I've been searching for peace and purpose. And I want the same for you. Turn the page and find out why this book fell into your hands. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Signed off, fellow traveler. It's hmm. a good word. It's so, a good word. So what's cool about that is it's just a great you know, if somebody's handed this book, it's, it's a little bit more special than a track, yeah. right? Than a paper track. And um, 
what we believe and what happened to me is, and another encouraging word for the missionaries, you know, we believe that due to the premiumness of this book, hmm. um, I mean, us on this call and everybody who's listening to this meeting, we treasure the gospel. It is a true treasure. Yeah. Um, but some people are not to that point. Yeah. So it takes time for a disciple or a person to really understand that the gospel is a treasure. Yeah. And so making the product, quote unquote, product the way it is, um, we feel like once they once they get this premium book, they'll they'll treasure it just because it's nice and right. premium. And they will maybe put it next to their bed or in their room or keep it in their book bag. And it's in God's timing that we believe that one day a certain life situation yeah. or something will happen in their heart where the Holy Spirit pings them and says, maybe you should pick up that book and read that book. Hmm. And so I think that is a key piece um, that we're just trusting in the Holy Spirit to say, hey, you know, we just want to get them this book and seed them this book. And in time, the Holy Spirit will ping them. They'll open it up, read it. And we believe that when a person reads the gospel, the Holy Spirit will work in their heart. So, so how have you made the, the you know, we've, we've kind of, I'm circling back and I hate to hit on the same question again. But no, you're you good. Just, you've just highlighted, you know, that you, you have, a, you said you're an entrepreneur and your family and business but in this endeavor, you said, you know what, because I don't, I'm not an entrepreneurial businessman, but normally you're results driven, right? So you, yep. you, you have a product you got to sell and you, that's what you traveled Asia doing. But yep. in this endeavor, you said, you know what, I'm going to trust in God. I'm not going to be, the results are up to him. Um, it's just fascinating to be, to be very honest. And I think it, it is a struggle for many missionaries because um, we come from different backgrounds and, um, and just to, to hear your testimony of how you've trusted God, you heard the Holy Spirit, and you're walking in that is uh, just a great encouragement. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and I'll tell you what, what's really caught a lot of people off guard is at being a businessman. We, we, in our other companies, we track metrics. We track every website hit. We track we everything has a spreadsheet and a chart and a graph and a ROI, which is return on investment, right? Yeah. It, that's what business is about. And what Josh is, even tracks me. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. What's so interesting about this, and I've I've really felt this strong in my heart, is um, everybody says, "Well, how many salvations have happened from the book?" you know, and, and tell us more of the metrics and tell us more of the details. And I've said, you know what, I felt called that we need to print these, make a quality product. We need to print them. We need to find solid distribution channels. We need to get the gospel out to as many people as possible. And the ROI, quote unquote, which is that is the return on investment is God's business. Hmm. This this is God's business. And we are just trying to be his hands and feet in the body and get the gospel out there. And no matter what happens, if the seed of this gospel falls on the concrete or if it falls on fertile soil and it grows and he harvests it in time, that's, that's 
like I said before, it's, it's none of my business. We're just, we are trying to be his hands and feet and by and honor him and live out godly lives. And I believe that, um, that he will honor that. And I believe, you know, speaking to the missionaries, it's like, be encouraged that we are doing our part, whether it's just tilling the soil. That is such, you can't farm fertile grounds if you don't till the soil. And you don't get a crop if you don't plant the seeds. So one person may be tilling the soil and another person may be sowing the seed. And so there's all different phases um, that, that has been part of my journey and my walk with the Lord. And, and different people played key roles in each phase in my journey. And it wasn't all one person, right? Good word. So I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. This thought came to me, and Josh and I have had lots of conversations, but this thought came to me that, that Josh is the, and I always say, now, how, how do I say your name in Chinese again? Because he, how do you say Joshua in Chinese? Say it to me. Su Hua. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting here saying what I'm listening to is the Johnny Appleseed of the good news about Jesus. He's <laughs> going across the country, tossing seed as he goes. So, so. So if I wanted to get like 10 of these or 20, first of all, how much do I have to pay? Let me ask you that question. I know the answer, but I'm teeing that up. And the, and uh, anyway, how, well, first of all, you're, you're just doing this, right? I mean, yeah, so this, each book is 100% free of charge. So we feel called to provide these to missionaries, organizations, outreach as a tool for them to either till the soil, plant the seed, use as a disciple tool, uh, whatever it may be. Um, and um, so they are 100% free of charge. Our vision is to print for the first phase of this project. We'll be printing 10 million copies and handing them out free of charge. Um, right now we've printed 750,000 of them. And so, uh, we ship them all over the world, all different countries. We have pallets of books and one pallet is 5,400 books for those of you that may be interested, um, or a one case is only 120 books. So whatever your missionary, uh, reaches or whatever your discipleship reaches, you know, feel free to reach out on plus nothing.com. Um, and so the reason first, we have, go ahead. Your, your first shipment you got, the first part of the shipment was middle of November. You got 150,000. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so far, you have passed out how many? Uh, we're at about 100,000 now. Dick, wow. I had another request for 25,000. So I'm processing that order early this morning. So we're. We are cranking through those, and I've been on my knees praying that the next shipment that's being printed and that's getting serious. hopefully delivered here soon, that I don't run out. I'm like, Lord Jesus, this is your business, you know, so get these to me quick. <laughs> so, and and their their family mantra is kind of go big or go home, and yes. nowhere, <laughs> nowhere does this apply with more punch and power and beauty than in this in this. Uh, moment and this this um, enterprise yeah. that Josh is is involved in, and and you you've got the capacity to have staff and all this help you, but in these early days you've been you've been packaging it yourself. Is that? Oh yeah, I- absolutely. Well, what's crazy is I 
I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, like, I'm going to do this. I'm all in. And so it's been me running back and forth to the shipping container and getting labels on and pick packing and shipping all the boxes and the books. And obviously we have a huge presence. We're sending them all across the United States and Hawaii and Alaska and all, all over the United States. But here recently we've had incredible um, pallets, a number of pallets going down to South America, to Africa, to the Middle East um, to Europe. And so, which is so cool and such a blessing to see that. So the international component has been very interesting to navigate from, from a customs perspective, from, um, you know, some of the Middle Eastern countries that we're sending them to aren't too fond of the uh, life and teaching. <laughs> so that's made it very interesting and fun really yeah. for me. Right. Um, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. We're, you know, kind of behind enemy lines, which I love, you know, that maybe, just fires me up. Maybe, maybe you need to pray that some of those pallets that are sitting someplace in a, in a warehouse, someplace on the waterfront would get stolen. And yeah. you, get, <laughs> yeah. you, you get distributors, of course they charge, those guys are charged. So we don't want to. Yeah, do yeah. <laughs> you get fun things happen though. You know, even domestic shipments of 12 books, you know, on the website, you can select, you want three books or seven books or 12 books. We ship them out to you hundred percent free of charge. You never pay for shipping, anything like that. And sometimes they'll get delivered to the wrong address and they'll call and say, <laughs> Hey, package, you know, I don't know. I don't know why it got delivered to me. I said, just go ahead. Thank you, sir, for the call, but open up that box and you keep those books. Just read one for yourself and give it to your friends and we'll send out a new package, you know? So it's cool to see kind of God working in mysterious ways. And it's just fun, you know, yeah. and the name of the website is plus nothing.com again. And that comes from Jesus plus nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, Doug Coe and Dick always used to say, you know, Jesus plus Baptist is good. Yeah. Jesus plus Assemblies of God is good. Jesus plus Pentecost is good. Jesus plus, you name it. Boy right? Scout, Boy Scouts, Scouts, Jesus plus Boy Scouts, whatever, you know. Uh, but Jesus plus nothing is revolutionary. Revolutionary. It's outstanding. It's life changing. So um, that's really where that comes from. And, and um, just the pureness of following and committing your life and having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is just a game changer, which obviously I'm preaching to the choir of everybody on this call, but, you know, getting that message out, being able to provide a gospel, a premium gospel harmony to people around the world that's digestible, that's not intimidating, um, that um, is readable, um, you know, is just, we're seeing huge impact. And we want to invite you into the family um, of of the life and teachings of Jesus and Nazareth to plus nothing. If you, if you could use these in your ministry as an outreach tool or a witnessing tool or a discipling tool, please reach out. We'd be honored to send them to you. And, and, and I personally want to thank you so much for your dedicating your life as, as missionaries to um, doing the hard work. Yeah. Um, getting out there and discipling and really sacrificing for the Lord's kingdom. I mean, I'm so grateful for you and, and it's honored. It's, it's a huge honor just to even be on this, on this podcast. One last question for you. And then we're going to ask you to pray for us. Um, you know, you've, 
to navigate, you're passionate about this. Have you, has everyone been encouraging and how have you navigated some people that might think, man, we're, you're supposed to be working in this business and you got all these Bibles and, um, or the, the harmonies in the books. How have you navigated the different voices that may be wondering what in the world is he doing? Cause he's focused, he's focused on this. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, that's a great question. I think, um, when the, when the, when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you know, not literally spoke to me, but I just felt it in my bones. And I knew like when I knew this was my new mission, um, the way that I work and the way that I've really deflected a lot of, of the different things that kind of have come against me is I just said, you know what, this is my mission. I've put on blinders, right? Blinders to say, Josh, this is what we are going to go and do and accomplish. This is what the Lord has put on your heart. So charge forth relentlessly and let the arrows of distraction and let the arrows of discouragement bounce off your skin. And, um, you know, for me, that's, that's been key to, to growing this and getting it to the point where it is today. And when we hopefully print, 50 million or a hundred million of these books, the opposition will grow stronger and stronger. And um, even spiritual attacks on my family and myself and through our businesses have absolutely ramped up. My wife and I talk about it all the time. Um, so I know that when the spiritual attacks are ramping up, that's when we're doing something good, right? So that's, I take that not as discouragement as encouragement that we are doing the right thing. When you're facing opposition out there and in the field, um, know that you're doing the right thing. Um, and so that's been encouraging for me. Good word. Dick, do you have anything else before we ask him to pray for us? I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking what Josh needs, just a little more enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had the privilege of knowing Josh for now a dozen years. Wow. And, and to watch his trajectory... Yeah, as a young man, uh, sort of in that early twenties wandering mode, to see that uh, change be transformed, literally transformed, and to see him come alive, you, you know, at at one point other people might have been trying to drag him along or drag him to church or do whatever, and now his, you know, the the I have a friend who defines leadership this way: a leader is a person who selects noble objectives hmm. and pursues them with such intensity and sacrifice that he or she carries other people with them. Wow. And that's how I see Josh. A leader wow. is a person who selects noble objectives, pursues them with such intensity and sacrifice that they carry other people with them. That's awesome. That's great. That's well, awesome. thank you for that word, Dick. And just, I, I mean, a hundred percent, none of this is me, all the glory to the Lord Jesus. None of it, none of it is me. All the glory to him. Josh, will you pray for us today? We normally end the podcast and, and just ask the, just to pray whatever the direction, the, the Holy Spirit guides you and directs you and just pray for the, the missionaries that are listening in. Yep. All right, Lord Jesus, we just come before you today. Um, I have, we are just so thankful for the opportunity to serve you, to be in your presence um, and to have your Holy Spirit lead us day by day. We just submit to you today. Uh, we give our lives to you. We give our goals and objectives to you. We just lay them at your feet. Um, 
Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Lord Jesus, I just lift up Aaron and his podcast, his family. We just pray um, a protection over them. We pray your blessing over them. Lord, we lift up every single missionary and leader who is listening to this podcast right now, Lord. I just ask that your Holy Spirit be with them, that your Holy Spirit lead them, that you would protect them. Give us all guidance, wisdom, and discernment every single day as we navigate um, building your kingdom, sowing seeds, tilling dirt. And um, Lord, we just we thank you for the opportunity to be your hands and feet. And we just pray that you give us encouragement, foresight into what you would like us to be doing, Lord, and wisdom in everything that we do. Give us protection from sickness and evil and harm. Lord, we just give all our lives to you, our thoughts to you. Help us to pursue righteousness. Um, Lord, we're just, we love you. We're so thankful for you. Um, and we give all these things to you.